Are you hungry? Perhaps for some Greek cuisine? Baklava? Bugatza? Stuffed grape leaves? A Santorini tomato fritters? Well, I have just the place you should go. All you have to do is walk in the door and park your carcass in a chair and give your order to the waitress who will pass it on to the chef and owner of the establishment known as Parkies. His name is Parkyakakis. So meet me at Parkies right now as we turn back the clock to July 22, 1945, when Mrs. Vanderpeister visits Parkies. And here's a hint that is not necessarily a good thing. This is a wonderful comedy series, Meet Me at Parkies, starring Harry Einstein as Parkyakakis. And this is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I am your host, John Lovering, and I truly thank you for stopping by and taking the time to listen to this podcast. Because, after all, without listeners, what would be the sense? Okay, we're off to Parkies. Come along. From Hollywood, California, the makers of old gold cigarettes bring you Meet Me at Parkies. Charlie, you've got to lend me $20 because I owe a man $10 and I must pay him today. Well, if you owe a man $10, why must you have $20? Well, don't you think I'm entitled to a little profit? Well, of all the colossal nerve I ever heard, that's... There, 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 there. Why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parkies. Oh, Helen, I'm so furious. Last night I went to a party and they played a game called Funny Face. They gave a prize to the one who could make the funniest face. And I won first prize. Well, if you won first prize, why were you furious? I wasn't even playing. Oh, I was never so embarrassed oh, in my there, life. Oh, there, there, why be irritated? Light an old gold and meet me at Parkies. Yes, everybody meets at Parkies, so come along to Parkies Restaurant and say hello to Opie Cates and his orchestra, to David Street, Betty Rose, and our genial host, the star of our show, Park Your Carcass. <laughs> Boy, do I feel good today. This morning, I was up at 5.30. Took a brisk walk back in bed at 5.32. <laughs> that exercise stuff is good for you. Well, I get plenty of exercise. For the last 27 years, if anything ever fell down, I always bent over and picked it up. <laughs> After a month or two. <laughs> My doctor wants me to get lots of exercise. Said I should go out and chop wood for breakfast. I tried, but I can't eat that stuff. <laughs> Even with cream. Doctor also wants me to get plenty sleep. Told me to go to bed with the chickens. That's no good. I didn't mind crawling on my hands and knees to get into the chicken coop. And I didn't mind the chickens scratching me all night. But when they started to lay eggs all over my chest, that's going too far. <laughs> I'm busy here in the restaurant. The whole place is in a termite. <laughs> Everybody's working here today. Painters, plumbers, all because I'm got to make the place look nice because that high-class, snooty society woman, Mrs. Vendepeister, is coming over here today to inspect the place to see if we're good enough to cater her affair. Ah, she's a fine woman. She got social position and money and a big house and money. 
Lots of servants and money and beautiful clothes and money and... I understand she's wealthy, too. (laughs) Ah, who cares about money? I do. Well, hello, Betty Rose. Hello, Parky. Say, look, I want to talk to you very seriously. Mrs. Vanderpeister is coming over here today to look over the restaurant. And just look at the place. It's a mess. Well, that's because the painters are here. I wanted to varnish the floors and paint the walls. Everything except the ceiling. Why not the ceiling? The OPA takes care of the ceiling. <laughs> well, I hope that when the painters are through, the place will look nice. Well, I got the best painters in town. What are their names? Van Gogh and Rembrandt. <laughs> oh, Parky, Van Gogh and Rembrandt. They've been dead for years. No wonder they paint so slow. <laughs> Never seen such guys. All they do is stand there and argue. Argue about what? About what color to paint the walls. And all I wanted to paint it, Betty, is plain white. I'm going to the kitchen now, see how they're getting along. I say it is. I say it ain't. I say it is. I say it ain't. Oh. Ain't. 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 Oh, Van Gogh, you're hopeless. <laughs> oh, you're just a silly mule, Rembrandt. <laughs> say, excuse me, painter. Sir. Ah, Mr. Pakiakakis, you're just the man we need. We're having a discussion as to what colors to use on your kitchen walls. And a man of your royal judgment can certainly help us out. Look, boys, I told you 20 times, don't got to worry about the colors at all. All I want is plain white. But I say a subdued background of aquamarine with a wisp of magenta. <laughs> Look, I don't know nothing about aquagenta. All I want is plain white. Van Gogh, you're impossible. I think you're fetching sea of cerise cubic and turquoise. <laughs> Who wants stupid turkeys? All I want is plain white. <laughs> turquoise, cerise. When a bewitching heliotrope with a daisy vermilion would be just two, two. I don't want two, two. All I want one, one. <laughs> All I want is plain white. Oh, Rembrandt, you're utterly impossible. But I think we should use puce and mulberry. But then, go, I thought you agreed to forget about puce and mulberry in favor of pale chartreuse. <laughs> puce, chartreuse, what's the use? Listen, you two, all I want is plain white. Mr. Pakiakakis, you don't have to shout. Look, boys, could I please have plain white? I still say you don't have to. Plain white? Oh, that's wonderful. Plain white, sensational. An inspiration, Rembrandt. A stroke of genius, Van Gogh. Plain white. Oh, 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 thank you, Mr. Pockyacockus. How could we use anything else but plain white? Why didn't you suggest it before? I didn't think of it. <laughs> but wait a minute. Giving this a little further consideration, are you seeing that plain white will blend with the rest of the place? How, How should, should we know? know? We're colorblind. <laughs> oh, let me get out of here. How do I get mixed up with such crazy people? Betty, Betty. What is it, Parky? I never met such stupid painters in my whole life. All I want to do is to paint the walls plain white, and they want to paint it in six delicious colors. <laughs> Watermelon, raspberry, cherry, lime, and old gold, and I don't know what. <laughs> look, Parky, Mrs. Vanderpeister will be here soon, and just look at the place. Honestly, I'm really ashamed of the way this place looks. You know you're right, Betty. You know something? You're the only thing around here that looks good. <laughs> Sing a song for me, will you? Honest, that's the only fun I get out of life. Here, David Street, left this piece of music for you this morning. Oh, let me see it. Hmm, it's a song called There Must Be a Way. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Bob Williams, I didn't see you come in. I hope you'll pardon our appearance. Honestly, I've been after Parky for a week to get everything in apple pie order for Mrs. Van Depeister. And look at this place. Chairs piled on the tables and paint pots all over. I tell you, Bob, if ever a girl had a... There, Betty. Why be irritated? Light on old gold. Oh, goody, goody, Betty. Now he's going to tell us about old gold. Well, everybody (laughs) knows that a fine cigarette gives you lots of comfort and pleasure, especially today. But remember this. You get no pleasure if your cigarette is hot, harsh, and dry. Betty, uh, now comes the part about the apple honey. But to prevent cigarette dryness, old golds are conditioned with a special moisture-protecting agent we call apple honey, made from the juice of fresh apples. What I tell you? <laughs> now he's going to tell about the Latakia. Well, in addition, old gold's unique blend of many great tobaccos is enriched with rare imported Latakia tobacco for delightful extra flavor. Tell him, Bobby, don't stop now. Extra flavor plus special protection against cigarette dryness. That's old gold. So as soon as you can, try a pack. And so, folks, when little annoyances get you down, why be irritated? Light on old gold. See you later. Hey, who left this pot of paint standing here? Almost broke my neck of all the stupid... Hey, 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 Bob, why be irritated? Light on old gold. (laughs) David Street and Opie Cage. Hiya, fellas. Hi, Betty. Hi, Parker. Hi. Gee, this place looks like a cyclone hit it. You've got to shake a leg if you want to get it fixed up so that it will look presentable when Mrs. Vanderpeister comes over. Well, you're so right, David. Parky, hustle up those painters, will you? I'll go over and put the slip covers on the booth. Okay, but I still say all I want is plain white. Now, Opie and David, you two can go in the kitchen and help the plumber. 
He's putting in a new sink, and I want you to move all the dishes and that other junk out of his way so he can have room for all these pipes and stuff. Okay. Opie, let's go in the kitchen and help the plumber. Me help the plumber? Yeah. The musician Junior ain't gonna like this. Say, Opie, you know, I started to write a story for my column about your playing Mrs. Vanderpeister's affair, and I discovered I didn't have any facts about your life. Oh, everybody knows me, Dave. My brother and me grew up in this town. Really? Sure, well, I'll never forget the time when the teacher kept my brother after school and... They're married now. I'm afraid I missed a little bit of your story. What did you say happened between your brother and his wife? Well, you see, it wasn't long before they heard the patter of little feet in the kitchen. Patter of little feet, eh? Yeah, you see... The... You know, they had to buy mouse traps to get rid of them. <laughs> say, pardon me, fellas. I'm only a plumber working here, but I couldn't help overhearing what you guys are saying. You know, it reminds me of what happened to me once. You see, I was fixing some leaky pipes in a manhole when all of a sudden... <laughs> and I can show you the marks right on my head today. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Just because you... Think... Do I make myself clear? <laughs> oh, a wise guy, huh? Well, I met tough guys like you before. Now, before I start pinning your ears back... Pin my ears back? Well, I'll take you... And... Accept your apology. <laughs> Opie, look at you and you too, David, standing there gabbing away, and there's so much work to do. Well, I was just having an interesting talk with this plumber here. Well, instead of talking, why don't you. Well, I agree with you, Betty, but I can't play that number because I never knew it. Well, okay, then play I Never Knew. <laughs>
I enjoyed your concert immensely. If you will allow me at this time, I would like to present you with this token of my great esteem. To show my appreciation, please accept in the name of P. Lorillard Company, this old gold cigarette. Gee, <laughs> a old cigarette. Thanks, Bob. You got a match? Yes, here you are, Opie. You know, wonderful invention, those matches. What's so wonderful about them? Once you light them, you got to throw them away. But seriously, Opie, the phosphorus match was invented in 1836. 1836, huh, Bob? That's a long time ago. But you and I know what happened even 76 years before that, in 1760, don't we? Yes, Opie. In the year, in the year 1760, the Lorillard business was founded. Now, that's nearly 200 years of association with the world's choice tobaccos. And this vast experience is reflected in the quality of old gold cigarettes today. Marvelous quality consistently maintained despite wartime conditions. Well, Bob, could you speak to Parky and ask him to save me some old gold? Every time I want some, he's fresh out of them. <laughs> well, Opie, as to quantity, the cigarette situation is temporarily eased because military demands are somewhat reduced. So we're doing our best to provide more and more old golds for civilians. Well, I sure will be glad when I can get all the old golds I want. You know, Bob, I'm a chain smoker. A chain smoker? Yeah, but there ain't much fun in smoking chains. <laughs> well, Opie, if you must take substitute brands today, remember, your dealer may have old goals tomorrow. David, Opie, Parky, come here, all of you. Now, look, Mrs. Vanderpeister is due over here very shortly, and I guess you all know how important it is that Parky gets this job. Now, we've got to build up this place and make her think that we're a big outfit. Oh, that's easy, Betty. All we've got to do is exaggerate everything we say a little bit. Ain't that right? That's right. Now, let's put on the best front we can. Let's really lay it on thick. Let's make her believe that she's dealing with a big institution. And another uh -oh, thing Betty, I wish you'd... get a look at that long limousine that just drove up to the door. That's her. Here comes the grand Mrs. Vanderpeister. Well, okay. Now, boys, we can handle this job. Remember, you're as big as you think you are. Now, act big, and think big, and talk big. Oh, come right in, Mrs. Vanderpeister. Welcome to Parky's Restaurant. You remember Parky. Hello, kid. And, uh, and this is Betty Rhodes, our bookkeeper and cashier. And singer, too. You sing. How do you do? Uh, how do you do? Uh, David, would you please see if the chef has those 5,000 sandwiches ready for that small party we're catering? 5,000 sandwiches? Uh, oh, yes, I'll go in and ask him. Five thousand sandwiches. Yeah, and David, don't forget to make out separate checks. <laughs> Pardon me, Parky. If you got a five dollar bill on you, I want to light my old gold with it. Light an old gold. Light an old gold with a five dollar bill. Isn't that unusual? Yes, it is. He usually uses tens. <laughs> Elephants, the Empire State Building and the Atlantic Ocean. Elephants, the Empire State Building and the Atlantic Ocean. Elephants, the Empire State Building and the Atlantic Ocean. What's that? Just out and big, that's all. <laughs> now, who is this silly, thin man holding the clarinet? That's Opie Tate. <laughs> oh, this ain't no clarinet. I use this for a toothpick. A toothpick? Yeah, I got the biggest cavities in the world. <laughs> How about I do it, Parky? 
Oh, won't you sit down, Mrs. Vanderpiper? Parky, please get a chair. A chair? Let's bring her a couple of sofas. Oh! What was that? A B-29? No, that's just one of our flies. <laughs> Look, Coffee, don't overdo it. Now, Mr. Parker Carcass, you must bear in mind that I'm to have 400 guests at dinner at my yes, party. Yes. Are you equipped to handle that many for dinner? Only 400? That's easy. They wanted me to serve all the congressmen and all the senators in Washington, but I didn't do it because I didn't have time. You didn't have time to serve the congressmen and the senators. Now, you know how long it takes them to pass anything. <laughs> of your food is good. With food the way it is today, one can't be too careful, you know. Yeah, lady, I want you to know one thing. In all the years where I have been in the restaurant business, not one person has ever complained about my food. You know what that proves, don't you? What? Dead men tell no tales. Uh, Opie, you'd better come with me. We've got some work to do in the exporting department. Uh, pardon us, Mrs. Van Peister, but we're shipping a big order of food to Europe. Come on, Opie. Europe? Oh, you're... That's it. Mr. Parky, you know you have an old-world atmosphere here. Yeah. This place reminds me of a little bohemian spot I once knew in Paris. Ah, Paris, oui, oui. Parlez-vous français, monsieur? Oui. Eh bien, vous avez étudié en France? Oui. Combien de années habitez-vous à Paris? Oui. I bet you run out before I do. You know, I'm sure I've seen you somewhere. Really? Yes. Have you ever been on the Riviera? Or maybe it was Bieri. It seems to me I've seen you at some romantic watering place. Maybe it was the Tunnel of Love at Ocean Park. <laughs> Mr. Park, your carcass. I should like to discuss with you the menu for my party. All right. I have a few suggestions here. Here's the list I made out. Now, I think we might start with an antipasto. Antipasto. Wait till I mark that down. Antipasto. That's two words. Anti is uh, A-N-T, and pasto is P-A-S-T-E. Yes. <laughs> now... I think we should have some anchovies. Anchovies, yes. <laughs> then we'll have some caviar. Oh, we don't got no caviar. Oh. Well, in that case, I think we should have some sardines. Sardines? <laughs> of course. Sardines with let toast. Sardines with let toast? <laughs> Yost. Don't you think you'd like to have some small sausages? Sausages? I never heard such a pronunciation. You probably mean sausages. Sausages? Now, what kind of 
potatoes are you going to have? Potatoes? <laughs> Would you like French fried or hash brun? <laughs> now, what about the main course? Do you think we can have filet mignon or could we have pheasant under glass? Of course. <laughs> but may I suggest my specialty? Corn boof and kebab. <laughs> Oh, you probably mean corn beef and caboose. Caboose? <laughs> caboose is an Indian's baby. No, you're thinking of papoose. I beg my pardon. Now, papoose is like when I ask you to marry me, then I papoose to you. Oh, uh, Mrs. Vanderpeister, David is about to rehearse his song that he's going to sing at your fair. It's uh, called Bahia. Would you like to sit here it? Shall we play it for Be careful of that big hole that they just drilled here. 
Well, now, these men are fixing the streets with a magnetic drill. Uh, what is it you wanted to say again? Uh, simply this. If you want to cater my affair, yes. you'll have to do the following thing. Now, in the first place... <laughs> and that's final. Good luck. <laughs> Parky, out in the street. Well, tell me, did Mrs. Vanderpeister give you the job, huh? Well, I'll leave it to you, Betty. This is exactly what she said. She said... <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> Get the job catering Mrs. Vanderpeister's party? I'm dying to know myself. So, for the further adventures of Parky Carcass, David Street, Betty Rhodes, Opie Cates and his orchestra, and Mrs. Vanderpeister, played by Natalie Schaefer, tune in again next Sunday, same time, same station. Is it a date? Okay, meet me at Parky's. And now until next Sunday evening, don't let little annoyances get you down. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Its tobaccos are specially conditioned to help guard against cigarette dryness and to give you more smoking pleasure. This is Bob Williams saying goodnight for old gold and inviting you again next Sunday night to meet me at Parky's. Broadcasting Company.